Rising Champions, a podcast about the mental side of sports, featuring inspirational interviews with young rising athletes about their quest to win their personal championships. Hosted by Dr. Jason Novetsky of Champion Mindset Group, alongside radio personality Kyle Bogie. All right, welcome in episode nine of the Rising Champions podcast. I'm Kyle Bogey alongside Dr. Jason Novetsky of the Champion Mindset Group. And Doc, we got a couple of really interesting guests here that we're going to get to uh, an extended interview because it was just that good. We have Livonia Stevenson, head hockey coach, uh, Dave Mitchell on, and also uh, a young man who hopefully is going to go on uh, and play in the NHL, do some good things off the ice as well. Uh, Seth Laos, who just played for Coach Mitchell, actually, at Livonia Stevenson. And I, I guess just real quick, let's start there, because I, I think it says a lot about Coach that he was willing to go outside of the program, outside of the school, outside of himself. You know, he's the man in charge. He's the head coach. He calls all the shots. But he wanted to work with you and wanted you to come in and work with the team and, and try to find another way to reach these kids. I think that speaks to him and, and his character a lot. I agree, Kyle. It just shows the kind of character that man has uh, to be willing to be open-minded enough to bring an outsider in, uh, even though he vetted me quite well, as you'll hear about in the interview. But, you got grilled. Uh, I got grilled a little <laughs> bit, but we had a good time and uh, it was fun. But yeah, you're right, because you don't want to take away from your own sense of leadership in a, in a program like that. And Lavonia Stevenson hockey is, is, you know, one of the best programs in the state by far. And you'll see why, because people like coach Dave Mitchell and, and the players that uh, he creates their character for. So yeah, it was, it was a big deal for him, but as you'll see, he thought, he thought it was well worth it. One of the big things that we've talked about, uh, yeah, obviously on the podcast. And again, we appreciate you guys subscribing, downloading, sharing, rating uh, the rising champions podcast on any streaming, you know, podcasting service, whichever one you use, uh, just type in the Rising Champions podcast uh, and, and you'll be able to listen to everything. But one of the things that I think is very difficult for coaches and players to duplicate is practicing how you're going to play in a game. And I, I found it fascinating, you know, with them being able to talk about how they try somehow to make the, the, the practice series, the practice sessions as much as a game as they possibly can. Yeah, so they're gonna talk about how they set up pressure situations uh, in their practice. And it was something that we spoke about and talked about during our sessions together, but it wasn't certainly the first time that Dave Mitchell had talked about that. So he had certainly had that idea and I kind of reinforced it. And we talked a lot within the team room itself. How can we do that? And so we talked about different scenarios about putting more pressure on your power play on your penalty kill and things of that nature. So when you get out there in those tough situations, you're a little bit more immune to it and you're not freaking out about a five on three uh, late in the game and things like that. You're like, okay, we worked on this. We know what we need to do. Let's stay focused on the present moment. Let's all do our jobs and pick each other up and keep each other accountable. And we'll get through this together. You know, back in my uh, earlier uh, scribe days when I was a, a writer for a website covering Michigan football and uh, everything that it entailed, I remember Brady Hoke saying um, that if he had to lead the team, it wasn't going to go very well. You know, and, and a lot of coaches, you know, try to empower, you know, players. And clearly his tenure in Ann Arbor didn't go very well at all. But <laughs> that that always kind of stuck in my mind because it's very true. You, you need to find you know, a, whether, whether it's a group, whether it's a few individual captains, leaders to be able to guide your team and be able to set that example 
And I feel like that's kind of what coach Mitchell is doing here. And his team, you know, certainly has kind of taken to it because guys like Seth, others really led, especially this past season when they were 22 and three. Yeah. I mean, you'll see in the interview, Seth is, is a leader. I mean, it, it just oozes through his bones. I mean, he talks about the importance of the mental game, the importance of the character, the importance of having a team identity and a brand uh, that everybody's going to keep each other accountable for. You know, what are the behaviors that are going to back up what we're all trying to achieve? And I thought it was great how he talked a little bit about keeping his coaches accountable too. And we'll talk more in the interview about that as well. So yeah, Coach Mitchell, guys like Seth, are what high school sports, youth sports should be all about. Uh, not just the results, but building character among each other that will then extrapolate and generalize uh, into future lives. All right, well, well, without further ado, we might as well just get to uh, the interview. Again, uh, we have a couple of different guests, the head coach of Livonia Stevenson Hockey, Coach Dave Mitchell, and we also have uh, a young man, a senior, now moving on and, and hopefully going to the NAHL. Uh, that is Seth Laos. So uh, please, I hope you guys enjoy the interview. And again, uh, this is episode nine of the Rising Champions podcast. If you got to get caught up on the previous eight episodes uh, or you know you want to rate, subscribe, share this one, download it, whatever it may be, please, on any of the uh, podcast streaming platforms that you may use, we appreciate the support and enjoy the interview. Okay, so this is exciting. We've had a couple of guests on at the same time, uh, I think in one other occurrence here on the Rising Champions podcast. So uh, always good to have a conversation. This is an interesting dynamic. We have coach uh, and player. And coach, uh, I want to start with you because I, I've always found this interesting when you talk about, you know, I, clearly as a coach, you want to keep your guys in shape. You want them working out. You want them physically ready and all of that. But the other side of it that a lot of people don't discuss is the mental game. It is being focused. It is being ready. I guess, how much has that aspect of things changed for you over the years, and especially working with Dr. Uh, Novetsky? Yeah, first off, I, I want to say thank you to you guys for having us on and, and allowing us this opportunity to uh, be part of this. And, and working with Doc uh, was uh, extremely enlightening experience for us at Livonia Stevenson and Gosh, Kyle, you're so right. Um, it, it's and I was a goalie myself, and so people, you know, wonder how much of the game is mental for goaltenders. It's you know, people use upwards of ninety percent, right? And so, a lot of times, I'll, I'll ask, and Doc knows I ask the same questions when we go into it with our players. I ask, you know, how much of the game do you think is mental? And and my players always say, I mean, players and parents, I ask it to both, and they always say greater than fifty percent, anywhere from fifty to ninety percent. And then I say, well, how much do you spend on training the physical compared to mental? And they say, oh, well, I train physically 98% of the time. Right. Mental, maybe 2% of the time. So I'm so big on, you know, the, the mental approach and training mentally and hearing from other people and getting different voices in the room. And, and I thought, you know, and you kind of know what you know you don't you don't know what you don't know and so we thought we we had a pretty good grasp of it but you know when doc came in and showed us a whole new thing you know a lot of new things it was uh, a real positive experience for for our players and our coaches in our program yeah so kyle um coach and i met actually through a common friend and uh, and he is so diligent and protective of his program we had to have breakfast first 
<laughs> so I don't know if you remember coach, but we sat down for probably an hour and a half and, and had a breakfast and he drilled me pretty hard on what I was going to be talking about and things like that. And, and it was clear after five minutes that we clicked, we were totally on the same page and man, we could have probably had lunch. I mean, we were just no, talking totally yeah, <laughs> over and it over. Was, and uh, it was, it was a great conversation. I'm sorry, I came across that that way. It's no, it's okay. But, but, but it, it is, right? Our culture is our culture, and we put so much time and emphasis into our culture and and, uh, and protecting or at least making sure the, the right the right message is delivered and the, the right messages are delivered. And we wanted to see if there was a fit. And like he said, we found out very early into the conversation there was a fit and a need for this. And I think as we'll start talking about, and Seth will allude to that, um, you know, it helped us take some big strides forward this year. That's a, uh, a perfect transition. Want to bring in Seth here uh, as well. You know, when you hear your coach talk about some other things and maybe it being some activities and, you know, some mental practices and focus and things like that. I think the tendency for a lot of young kids is, you know, to look at it and go, coach, what are you talking about, man? We got to go out there and play. We, we got to train. We got to do this. What was that like for you when you were kind of transitioning into thinking about other things as opposed to just your physical training? Well, I mean, obviously it was an adjustment, but it was something I fell in love with right away. I mean, that kind of stuff, you know, doing other things that most players don't get the opportunity to do, you know, most teams around the state. Um, something I just really fell in love with. And a lot of the guys jumped right on board with me. We all were super into the package that we studied um, with Doc and everything that he provided us. And so it was a something that we look forward to weekly and something we had a lot of fun with, actually. That's great. I mean, so Seth, I'm going to stay with you for a moment. From your point of view, um, what what did you find, you know, the most helpful or beneficial from the training we did? You know, just for the audience sake, we did three sessions together as a whole team. And then coach and I talked periodically during that time period. Uh, but you were certainly stood out as a leader uh, in that group and being the captain of the team and things like that. I'm curious from your standpoint, what, what was interesting and important for you as, in your development? For me, it was the imaging. Uh, one thing that you went over a lot was just laying down for a mere, even like five to 10 minutes, um, either before bed or before a game and just picturing what you're doing as you go on through a game. We do that before every single game, you know, in the locker room right before for a brief period of time. But it was just more enhanced when you brought it up in terms of what we're supposed to be focusing on. You know, usually I would fo we would focus on specific plays as we're going through the game not focusing on other things like what happens if we mess up and how to bounce back from that or any mental blocks that could present itself that could potentially throw us off. So being able to kind of not like overthink it, but be able to think out and kind of go through each and every scenario possible that could present itself in a game when it presented itself, you know, in real life, it really helped out a lot. And I was able to pre uh, prepare for it and be ready during that time. So this past season, uh, you won Player of the Week uh, for state champs. I actually used to work with those guys, uh, you know, quite a bit over the years as well. So congrats on that. But Thank uh, you. part of that was the shorthanded goals, uh, you know, that you were able to get yeah. in, in that game specifically. I got to believe that's one of those things mentally where, okay, penalty happens and you're probably looking at your teammate. Coach, you might be able to say the same thing. You're going, what are you doing? Hooking or you're rough or whatever it might be, right? And you're like, wow, five on four. I mean, this is going to be tough but kind of flipping that mentality, working with Doc maybe and going, all right, it, it's time to lock in, whether it's five on three, whether right. it's five on four, whatever it is, we got to make up for that mistake. Is that a different, do you have to kind of flip that switch and have that approach? 
Yeah, for sure. It's a huge difference. I mean, when you go from kind of freaking out almost having to always think on defense, you know, hundred percent of the time to flip to that mindset of, I own this guys, we own this moment. We own this time. Um, let's kill off the next two minutes for the next two minutes and then get on moving forward. That's just the mentality. When all four guys on the ice and everyone on the bench is on that same level. I mean, you know, you, there's no telling what a team can do. You guys all pull through. So that's great. And just to jump in on that, like, cause Kyle, you mentioned, we use the term flip it all the time. Right. And we, we flipped things and, and it was, so we started looking at the penalty kill as an opportunity, but then Seth, you got to tell him, and I know we'll get to it. One thing that doc introduced this year that we put up on the bench that, that was just like, like that allowed us, I cannot tell you how many times to flip things. Seth, Seth do you want to explain? I don't know if you were going to come to it later, doc, but it's got to be brought up, right? And so, Seth, do you want to like, so if, if a penalty would occur, because Kyle, when you mentioned a penalty would occur, even as a coach, like, what was that? Looking at the ref <laughs> and things like that. Like, but then we had this thing on the bench and my players would start chirping at me. And Seth, what would you guys tell me? Uh, we'd always say green light because uh, Doc would always tell us about the stoplight where you don't want to get to red because red is the worst level of, you know, being anxious and being kind of thrown off your game where yellow you get to, you kind of slow down, try to recollect yourselves. But we would always, as players, you know, even I think it was, who was it? Ryan, I think told you on the bench one time when we got, I think like our, and uh, players were telling me, yeah, yeah, coach, green light, coach, green light, back to green. Right. All right. <laughs> but it worked. It was so powerful no, to have my players. And so like when your players tell you, coach, we got this coach, we're good. It allowed me to say, all right, okay, let's go. We're going to go back to here's our penalty kill. Here's what we need to run. And it completely put us back into our our frame of mind that we needed to be. Like it was powerful. Seth, yeah. I think Seth would agree yeah. to the point. I remember when when he brought it up and I said, Doc, would it, would you, could you envision, would it be okay if I put a picture up on the bench? He's like, yeah, whatever. And so literally I put those in color. We'd have stoplights, but people were like, yeah, why do you guys have stoplights? Oh, it's a, it's a mental thing. We're good. Like, <laughs> yeah, so to clarify, Kyle, what, what we did is we talked about the need to be able to recover quickly from adversity. And so the visual image of a traffic light was really easy. So obviously green means go. Yellow is supposed to mean slow down, but most people in the world speed up when they see a yellow light. <laughs> and when you do that, you get to red, which means you better stop or there's going to be trouble. So, you know, we had a process and a, and a way to remind ourselves that, hey, something bad just happened. We have a choice. We can either go up to red or we can try to stay in green and refocus on the task at hand. So we needed to flush out what was ever happening and then get back to the present task or the moment and do our job. And clearly, Seth took that to heart. And when he had three opportunities, instead of killing a penalty off, he decided to put the puck in the net three times. Yeah. <laughs> so it was an amazing feat. So coach, follow up on what Seth said earlier about what was interesting and important uh, to you over our three second sessions together, but from a coach's standpoint, because we talked a lot more about not just mental skills and, and, and techniques like the traffic light, but we talked a lot about team goals, team identity, culture. I think that was really important for us. Yeah, it, it was um, first. And I think, you know, the importance of for them to hear another voice and another voice and hear that that same type of stuff from other people. It just solidifies the foundation that we tried. I tell you, and, and I, I know you were OK with this. One of the things I found so beneficial 
is that when you and I got to have a conversation as you were teaching in front of the kids and, and I was able to challenge something or you challenged me and, and, and I've learned this and I've said this to my coaches. So like as a coach, the majority of conversations you have are without the kids and you're talking about the kids and how, what best to do for the kids. Well, here we had a here we had conversations in front of the kids. They, they got to hear us kind of not debate, but definitely have a dialogue on what the best would be. I'd say, well, okay, can we do this? Or, okay, like there's a couple of things I think I challenge you on. I said, what about that? Or how about this? And what about when, when a player does this? And and that dialogue that was like, like I found those moments like in that, like gold, like in Seth knows, I use that term all the time, practices to me are gold and, and things that we, where we can better our craft are, are, are golden moments. And those were golden moments to me where, they got to hear us talk about you kind of helping me and help steer the coach in the right direction and me kind of gathering a knowledge from you, but they were listening and they observing this. And I thought those were, that was outstanding. I mean, I wish I could do more of those. Coach, I'd be curious to know, uh, you know, over the years, you know, in your experience uh, coaching, I feel like every generation, you know, says, boy, that generation, they're just, they're getting softer. You know, the next one that comes by and all that, have you changed your approach, you know, over the years, I guess, adjusting to how things have just kind of changed in society, not necessarily getting softer? Absolutely. Well, and, and I, I, I look as it is as an advantage. I'm also a middle school teacher. And so I'm a teacher, I'm in the classroom. So, um, and then to boot, I'm a computer teacher. So I'm a tech teacher. Right. And so I had a, <laughs> I've had a front row seat to, and MySpace came out and Facebook came out and all those things. And, and, uh, it's just been very interesting. So like, I, I don't know that I, I've definitely evolved every year we've had to evolve and adjust and, and I would say grow. Right. And, and I, I don't like those terms softer. Right. Cause I don't know that we are softer. I know that we're different. I know that the approaches have to be different and that our society is different and that our parenting is different. The parenting styles are different. Therefore our kids are different. Our teaching styles are different. And so many things, there's so many more, unique perspectives that go into a decision, you know, it used to be A and B impact. A decision would impact A and B. Now a decision impacts A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. And, and there's so many things that go in to one area. And that's why coaching's not easy, I think, anymore. And leadership's not. And But then neither again is playing and growing up and, and to be a, a teenager, as, as Seth would attest to in these times. And um, it's not as easy as I think when we had it, right? And we just had to worry about the note being passed across and not the, the phone and the social media and the immediate the cameras going up. So uh, it's it's different. It's challenging, but it's different. And every generation has their challenges, right? Like we all have. And so the, the hope is and, and the, the objective is to keep growing and keep evolving as, as, we go, as we go. So Seth, that's a great question for you too, because from your point of view, you know, life, life moves really fast. And I think personally with your generation, you're used to more instant gratification. So patience is hard um, for, I think, younger kids. It's not anybody's fault. It's just the society we live in right now. So I'm curious from your point of view, do you find it hard to be patient with development or your team's development that maybe we expect things to happen too quickly and sometimes get overly frustrated uh, when they don't? Uh, well, of course. I mean, that happens, you know, whenever you're training and trying to get better from time to time, but it's just kind of something you got to work at. I mean, the only way you can obviously gain patience is through trial and error. So, I mean, um, 
obviously it has its ups and downs with it, but I mean, being able to gain that um, ability is something that's truly amazing. And uh, once you, like I said, once you get every single kid kind of training in that same aspect of, you know, your top guys who are already at this level who are trying to help, you know, the other guys or new guys get to that same level. It's not, it's more so leadership and it stems down as you keep going. Once guys start getting into that certain level and it, you know, stems down at everybody else. So it's a skill that everyone learns, not obviously at the same time, but um, everyone gets there eventually, at least a great team does. So well said. Speaking of adversity and, and essentially overcoming things and learning and growing, you know, as a player and, and obviously as a person, I got to believe that there is something that almost happens like, okay, say you make a mistake in a game, you give up, you know, game winning goal, or you turn the puck over, it goes the other way, you lose the game, whatever it might be. When you get into that situation again, you don't want to think about doing that all over. You, you want to think about, okay, no, I'm not going to turn the puck over this time. We're going to win the game. We're going to make this happen. I guess changing that approach mentally, is that something that you and Doc have worked on, you know, quite a bit with you and your teammates? Yeah, for sure. We like it were in practice. We had the same thing where we had pressure practice, what we called it, which is something that really helped us out with situations like that. So even in practice, we would do six on five or at times we'd go like eight on five or something just to really, you know, off the pressure as much as possible there, you know, just to make sure that in situations, in real game scenarios, no one's going to be worried. No one's going to be panicking. Everyone's going to be looking down the bench and no matter, no matter who goes out on the ice, everyone's going to be like, all right, we got this. We're going to get this done. We're going to do our job and move on to the next one. So it's just really simplistic thinking instead of all we're worrying and overthinking about everything through that um, type of practice. So guys, we've worked on a lot of th great things and it turned out really well. Tell us about the results. How did the season go? <laughs> we still lost our last game. So, <laughs> well, but the, the funny thing is we say that, right? But like the reality of it was, and we knew it, and, and so many props to him. You have so much respect that Seth knows Joey Cormier was kind of our uh, our, our kryptonite, our, like the, the Trenton goaltender who was the goalie of the year, beat us three times. And, and, and there were so many things going on at the end of the year with sicknesses and things like that. And, and as this stuff started to progress, that we're in now. Um, but the year in general, I, I mean, we were, I think 22, three and one and not to just go based on results. Right. But you know, and, and, and Seth knows this Seth, Seth was part of a senior class that was not uh, our junior class is larger than was a larger than our senior class. So our, our, our leadership. So Seth and the other seniors um, had a large part to do with that. So I mean, how did it go success wise? Like I, I, it was, it was almost a dream type season for us. Right. Because the, the, end, the, the team had success. And so individuals had success. Seth, you know, had won a couple, you know, guys, won players over the year. I think we had four first team all staters and a second team all stater and an honorable mention all stater. And, you know, we were academic all state and Seth was, you know, we had two dream team members, Seth and Nick justice were dream team members. So how did it go? It, it was, you know, it was, it was extremely successful. And I would say, I think from a standpoint of a coach and you correct me if I'm wrong, Seth, it was, it was a big success because it was fun coming to the rink every day. Oh, and sure. that's the one thing I tell you, and I know people talk about the difference in between AAA and high school hockey and playing for your school and this and that. And I, 
played the AAA, I coached AAA, and now I coach high school. There's just a difference at the end of the year in, in our sport when nobody wanted to see it end and, and nobody wanted to see this group, you know, not succeed or, or not, not accomplish their goals. And even though, you know, we, we said about our last game, like, you know, we're not big, we don't necessarily have all these necessary goals. We have a lot of commitments and things that we do on a daily basis. And so many of them were achieved and so many of them were, were successful. So, I, I mean, the year was outstanding. And I think the work we did with Doc absolutely raised our game and, and allowed for a lot of that to happen. I appreciate that. It was, it was honestly a lot of fun for me. I looked forward to coming to see you guys each of those Sundays that we met in your classroom and some of them were Sunday cold morning. days, Sunday morning. These guys were up early, Kyle. I mean, and they were getting after it. And that's a culture that coach creates too. I mean, those guys came into the classroom, they moved the tables around, we got the computer hooked up. I mean, we just started working. And, uh, and they I think were excited. They, they were excited. To and I would say this and I would tell you, not one guy said, coach, why are we doing this coach? It's Sunday. Coach, are you kidding me? It was like after a game, we knew like Sunday's coming, man. It's time to grow. It's time to get after this. And 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 they were excited to do it. And, and that was part of, you know, Seth's leadership in the group that we had. I would agree with that 100 percent. So, okay. I, I, ahead, yeah, I guess, I, Seth, you know, for you, obviously looking <laughs> forward here, um, you know, what, what's the next step? What, what do you plan on doing? Do you know what you want to do, you know, outside of the rink as well? Uh, what are your plans? Yeah. So right now I want to pursue junior hockey, um, specifically the North American hockey league to where I can go and hopefully earn a division one academic and athletic scholarship to pursue um, a field of medicine, not really hundred percent certain on what, you know, specific job I want to pursue, but I thought about, you know, pediatric physician or psychologist. So um, just one of those things where hopefully I can get what I need to get uh, through hockey. Um, and if not, I would still be more than happy to go to school and get an education that way. That's great. And, and yeah. he, he's being a little modest, right? And, and this is, and I also want to talk about the mental part of this. Like, so his grade point is four, 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 five, or somewhere in that neighborhood. He just won, Seth, do you know the name of the award you just won? Uh, Forms Award. The Forms Award, which went to the the best. There was a male and female recipient from Stevenson High School. The best all-around student as selected by the staff. He was selected at that. He was a dream team member for, for high school hockey. And here still, like, he's, he's working and, and he does not have a guaranteed spot on a junior team, right? Because nobody does. He's trying out for all these teams. And... and, and Doc, I'll tell you a lot of your mental things that you taught, Seth, you're putting those into play now because it's, it's a frustrating time for him right now, trying to move on to the next level where everybody just thinks, all right, I've had all the success here. I am. Well, wait, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work that way. It's, it's now taking a step up and getting out to this big outside of your bubble into competing with guys now from all over the U S all over Canada, even some Europeans, that now, you know, we're going to see exactly, you know, what, what Seth can do. And it's not going to be easy. He's finding that out as a lot of high school kids do, right, Seth? Yeah, yeah for sure. So a lot of the things, I think the mental adversity training that he's had a year ago, Seth, I would say you weren't ready to do this as much, not nearly as ready as you are now. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, so much uncertainty out there right now for everybody. And Kyle and I have had conversations with other guests as well about, you know, that fear 
of the uncertain and that creates more tension and anxiety. So, you know, cliche as it is, as we keep saying this every week is you got to control what you can control. And I think Seth's doing a good job of doing that. So coach, what's up next for Livonia Stevenson hockey? Well, I mean, you know, uncertainty. Just say just what you said. I, I mean, you know, we're hoping like everybody else that that our, our seasons ago we play a full year and we do we do that because as, as Seth knows, we return. You know, we we lost a few, but we return a lot of juniors that will now be seniors. You know, going into next year, we will probably have the most senior heavy team we've had since I've been at Livonia Stevenson. Um, so. We're excited. I mean, Seth has been here now for you, you know, was here four years and laid an incredible foundation for what, what could be, you know, coming up this year. And so what's next is another year of continued growth, another year of, you know, uh, trying to achieve excellence, you know, not just in the rink, but in the, in the classroom and community on a daily basis, trying to win each day as it comes and, and making the most of each day in each moment. So we're excited. We, we, we're doing everything we've had, as you know me, we've had Zooms already and, and Seth knows we've had Zooms upon Zooms and I've had, we found that we try to, we do study hall every Monday and we found the Zoom study hall didn't quite work, right? Of guys up there just telling each other. So we went to individual meetings and so as school was going on, we would make five to 10 minutes with each player and see how they were doing. And so we've continued that as guys go to junior camps and guys continue their training. So. We're excited for what's what's upcoming. You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll be working with each other again and excited uh, to make, take the next step with you and, and, and build on that. So um, yeah, we're, we're excited. Yeah, well, we'll, uh, we'll be following, uh, Seth, uh, your progress, see what happens uh, here moving forward. And, of course, Coach will monitor uh, the state and the MHSAA and, uh, you know, see ultimately what happens with uh, high school sports here coming up. So uh, best of luck to both of you. We appreciate you guys uh, joining us here on the Rising Champions podcast. And uh, we look forward to seeing uh, what comes next for both of you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Rising Champions podcast. Please subscribe and join us again next week for another episode. 